Hello and welcome to the uh, Dragon Thistle Rugby Pod. Uh, I'm Sean and I'm joined by, I'd imagine, a very ecstatic uh, Mike. How's things, mate? Very good, mate. Had an excellent weekend. Uh, got to celebrate it with a few beers as well. Obviously, it's a, a rare victory for me uh, when it's Scotland-Wales. We've been to many games and uh, more likely that Wales normally win. So, it's good to have uh, Scotland winning this one away from home as well. Yeah. Away from home, first time since 2002, I think I'm correct in saying. Yeah. So, 18 years. Still wasn't in Cardiff, but it's a winning Wales. Wales mate. I'll take in Wales. It's in Wales. It's in Wales. No, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, disappointing weekend for me, obviously. Um, but it happens. Uh, I did. I picked. I did pick Wales to win, but I think... Uh, you know, Scotland were favourites, deserved it. We are, we will talk about that, so I don't want to talk about it too much, but yeah. Just, uh, on, just on that one that you just said then, right? So my mate asked me, he goes, who did you who did you think would win? I said, I actually thought Wales would win, but on the podcast I said Scotland. And I said, I think if you asked my mate, I said, he said Wales will win, but I think he thinks Scotland will win. Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> we're both the same, both the same when we come to we like, We are proper shit houses on here. Well, like behind closed doors, you're like, I'm not fucking saying that to him, mate. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, I end up uh, drowning my sorrows quite a bit. End up quite, quite drunk in the gaff. A lot of beers, whiskey, and was found on the uh, on the lounging floor in a pool of my own sick. My wife was that nice enough that she just stepped over me and went to bed. Um, I, top girl. I bet she didn't step over it. I bet she gave you a little kick on the way past as well. No, no, definitely. I mean, like our, our, our landing isn't that big, and but I'm quite, I'm quite tall. Obviously, no people who don't know me, I'm about six four, six five. So I was kind of in the spare room in our room, like stretched out. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, it was eventful, mate. Yeah, end up drinking far too much. Um, yeah. 20 bottles of beer. I'll take that. I'll pat myself on the back, but I mean, Sunday, I was in shit state of affairs. I oh. couldn't drink 20 bottles in a full weekend, I don't think. Yeah, you could. Last but time I it's obviously, yeah, obviously, I was, uh, I, I was uh, able to go to a pub and watch it because uh, obviously I'm somewhere where COVID's not, not really a big thing, which is good. So yeah, I got to enjoy it at the pub, which is really good. Nice Irish bar. Um, so I had a few beers watching the game. Uh, wasn't that much atmosphere there, but it was still good being out in a pub watching it with a few mates. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I had a, a few uh, celebra- celebratory uh, drinks afterwards. So I didn't have a whiskey, which I should have, but you weren't there. So uh, so I didn't have anyone to buy yeah, it. Yeah, I don't even know why I opened that bottle. I just, I just did. Usually, usually I, I drink a whiskey. The tradition... People obviously won't know. Our tradition is usually if Wales win, I'll have a, a whiskey or usually a double whiskey. We lost and I still got the whisk out. It's just like a fucking idiot, mate. Absolute idiot. <laughs> anyway, we'll, we'll move on from our drunken antics over the weekend. Uh, we'll move on to a bit of news for the week. There's, there's, there's a few bits to talk about. Obviously, I'm sure most rugby fans out there will know. Lions tickets went on sale this week. We managed to score two. Well done, Michael. Uh, no problem. Nice and easy. So we got to, we've got our accommodation pod on the pitch in June, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah, sounds good to me. Sounds good pod to on me. the pitch. Travel, travel, I think I'd, I'd rather not drive, so uh, if we can get I reckon we can train it. Yeah, 
I reckon I told we my missus about it either yet, so uh, hopefully she doesn't right. listen to this. I don't think she will, because it's my birthday weekend, isn't it? So. Which makes it, I think we should do the train if it's your birthday weekend. And yeah. we just get on it, we just get on it, early doors on the Friday. I feel that, I feel that. It's only like four and a half hours, in on the train. Be bladded yeah. by the time we get there. So yeah, they went on sale this week. Uh, sticking to the Lions. Uh, the rumour is Gatlin is going to pick the smallest squad ever. So he's only actually going to pick 35 players. Kind of makes sense with such a short tour. Um, you're going to get a lot of people, a lot of people are going to get game time. South Africa's not that far away if you need to pull players up. It's not like other side of the world, is it? So um, Time zones are the same as well or similar. Yeah, I think it's like an hour difference, isn't it? Or exactly the same, one of them. Um, obviously, with only 35 players, a lot of good players are going to miss out, aren't they? So, very competitive probably, squad now. Probably, probably, probably an excuse for him to pick even less Scottish players. But... Well, I, I, I thought you might say this, because obviously you tweeted about you didn't know if you're going to support the Lions or Japan, obviously, <laughs> of your hatred to Gatland. Um, who coached last time they went to South Africa? Who, who was the last person to coach the Lions before Gatland? Geech, wasn't it? It was. Ian so And he's he is a Lions legend, isn't he? Absolutely yeah. Lions. Scotland legend, yeah? Yeah. How many Scots how many Scots did he pick in his original squad? Yeah, we were shite in two thousand nine. I don't think you've been much better before in the last few years, have you? We were decent four years ago. We were thirteen? Well, Ryan Grant should have gone in two thousand thirteen. Right, so one player. I'm just making a point. A lot of the earlier ones, I would agree, but 2017, um, a couple more Scots should have been on that play. In 2013, one or two more should have been on the play. But you're still hating. I just wanted to point that out. Just wanted to point that out. Some of it, I do like, the the Scotland's performance away from home, you know, has has been poor. But if if that's the case, then why do you bring... That's where I... I, I I genuinely believe a lot of Welsh players will have will drop out of contention in the next few months. In my opinion, um, yeah, genuinely, I think that with thirty-five players as well, definitely, I think a few Welsh players are going to drop out of contention. Um, yeah, uh, just a few more bits. Sorry, I just wanted to get that bit bit in because I knew you might say something about Gatland. I knew it. <laughs> I can sense it. Sense it from you. Um, Sean Fitzpatrick. Obviously, a legend of the game. He picked his all-time World 15, and he included JPR and Gareth Edwards. Gareth Edwards, probably best scrum half ever, maybe in the top two, definitely. Um, lots of rumours about South Africa joining the Six Nations. That's been wiped out now. That's not a thing anymore. They've signed up to the Rugby Championship until 2030, although I read something the other day. They've actually only signed up for three years. Um, so either way Six Nations is off the table now I'm sure Italy can can chill the beans now um, the regions uh, when they got their 20 million loan uh, they've agreed to the split the Scarlets will get 5.5 million Scarlets uh, sorry Blues and Ospreys will get 5 million the Dragons will get 4.5 million uh, hopefully that's enough to keep them running um, and the last bit from me, just something I read today that uh, Will Griff John, apparently Scarlets are the rumoured to be the favourites to sign him up at the end of the season. So I think that's could be quite a good pickup for him. Uh, yeah. Like yourself, mate. I've just reeled off quite a bit there, I know. 
So I've been a bit lazy this week. Uh, I've been a bit busy with work, so I've only got one or two points uh, to bring up, really. So um, just more on, I think I mentioned it last week about Townsend uh, being linked with a, a role um, for the Lions. This was a little bit more that um, they see him, or I think, I can't remember who it was that did the interview, but basically saying that the Lions has got to be on, on Townsend's um, on radar, on his radar. So obviously being involved in this one and in the future going out there being head coach at some point, obviously maybe not the next one, but maybe the one after that, um, you know, 2000, what would it be? 2029 would it be after maybe one up, maybe 2025 will, will be too soon for him. But obviously that's going to be in Townsend's thoughts and getting on a, uh, on the 2021 uh, Lions tour in some capacity, probably as an attack coach, has, has got to be high on his priority. And the SRU have obviously said that they would give him, that they could go with their blessing. So that'd be pretty good if he gets in that, having a, a Scott at the table to to obviously try and get more Scots into the uh, Lions, in Lions team. Uh, and then the other ones, bits I've got is that Sam Hildago Klein and Sean Maitland have been called back into the, back into the Scotland squad. And obviously with Finn Russell being out injured, they think he'll be back for the Six Nations. Hastings probably won't even be back for the Six Nations, they think. And then um, Rob Harley, Richie Gray and Ragu Tagu have uh, all been released back to Glasgow. So I tried making a, a, making a bit of a funny on Twitter before saying, you know, these five players have all been um, released. I didn't realise Sam Hildago Klein could <laughs> All these positions, because he was like the only one called in. But obviously, Maitland, someone did say Maitland's been called in as well, and he has. And I know me and you were chatting about the Maitland thing before you asked him what I thought about it. Now, although I agree what he did was wrong, he didn't like, and because and, you asked me to compare it to Finn Russell, it's a completely different thing than Finn Russell, because Finn Russell walked out on the Scotland squad. Maitland, what he did, as wrong as what as wrong as what Maitland did is, and I'm not just I'm not like disputing that at all. He wasn't on Scotland duty when he did it. It was a barbarian. Well, he was, but he, he was a Scot- he, he was released by the Scotland squad, wasn't he, to play for the barbarians? Yeah, so he wasn't down to play for Scotland that week. He was, he was with the barbarians. He was on barbarian duty, not Scotland duty. So, hmm. and he didn't. He's not since the whole incident. He's obviously, I'm assuming, took it. How he, how he should, he's, he's behaved how he's supposed to behave in terms of taking the news that he wouldn't be in the Scotland squad for the Wales game. And, uh, and you know, and obviously they're going to integrate him back in, whereas Finn Russell, obviously he walked out in the Scotland squad and I think that was a, an issue between him and, and Townsend where, you know, Townsend probably, like, obviously wanted him to like, apologise or, you know, and and take his take his medicine as he should have. But it is what it is. It's a different, it's a different incident. Say, um, once Maitland's back in wearing a Scotland shirt, I'll support him. I don't think he should be involved with the Italy game, with the way Scotland are playing anyway, for the next game. But, you know, he's in now and, and, and it's good to see Sam Hildago climbing. in. I think he should have been in from the start. Um, that is in, in the initial squad. I understand why he wasn't, because obviously he had the games for Exeter to play and he's, he's not played for Scotland for a long time. And it, it's maybe just a case of integrating him back in slowly. But now we've got we've got a squad of thirty five and we've got four scrum halves. Yeah, it's that that see that's what Wales should have done though. They should have had four scrum halves because you know Hardy was never going to play in the first two games, and Lloyd Williams was told if someone gets injured, you're you're going to be in the squad. I know we talked about this last week. I still find that mental. So, but yeah, four four scrum halves seems. A bit nuts, doesn't it? Like to be fair, 
Yeah. Right, so that's the news. Uh, we'll move on to the uh, the main event, unfortunately for me. Uh, and we'll discuss the uh, Wales-Scotland game uh, that was on Saturday. Uh, Scotland eventually winning a very poor game. I think it was a very poor game. Conditions didn't help, admittedly. Um, but yeah, they end up winning 14-10. So, obviously, there's, there's probably a lot to break down from this from both sides, really. Um, I, I, said, I told Mike before we started this, I, I wrote down positives and negatives, and I've only kind of got three positives. But even in them positives, I think you could you, there's, there's bits which are negatives as well. So, <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll, but the first positive, defence was better. Um, it was a lot better on Saturday. Uh, I think there was only a, a few times, I think, um, Harris knock-on where that was a good chance for Scotland. Harris went through. That was the poor, that was, but the, the negative and the, the positive is his defence was better, but when he went through, that was because Falatine ran up the line. But in general, I thought our defence was better. Uh, the only time Scotland really threatened the line was from the driver more, which was, he decimated us. Decimated us. Um, <laughs> So that was that was that was a positive. Um, it, it was better than, especially the, uh, what it was against France. I thought uh, Shane Lewis Hughes had a good debut. Twenty-two-year-old uh, lad making his debut. Um, tough circumstances, really, but I thought he, he fronted up well. I think he, he's got a bit of a, a future. Um, I thought for a lot of the games, scrums, scrums were better. I think I think they said it in commentary. It was actually nice to see two scrums coming together, trying to have a little bit of a battle, and not collapsing all the time. So uh, I think that's a lot down to Thomas Francis. I think later on the game when the subs came on, I thought Scotland's subs were far better than uh, stronger than ours in the front row, and Scotland sort of started to dominate later in the game. But to start off the game, that was better. So um, that was my positives. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, listen, you know, I mean, listen, uh, uh, listen you, you'll always call me a biased Welsh fan, but I'll also tell the truth, you know, uh, opinions, we've all got them, but um, I think after this weekend, we have to be brutal. There wasn't a lot to, there wasn't a lot of good to talk. I mean, there was a lot of good to talk about in the whole game, if I'm honest. Um, I, thought, I, th- I thought Watkins did all right for you. I th- defensively, I thought, yeah. I mean, to be honest, for the I feel sorry for the backs because, in a way, because I thought. I mean, once I go into my negatives, yeah, I thought Watkin did okay. Um, Liam Williams was all right when he got the ball, and we didn't really get the ball that much. Um, yeah, yeah, it was just. It was. I mean, I, I can't even say it was a bad day in the office because it wasn't even that. You know, um, it was just. It was a lot of poor. Um, do we go from my negatives before we we go on to Scotland, or do you want to go on to Scotland's positives? No, no, do Wales, finish Wales, and <laughs> be here all night, mate. Um, yeah. So negatives, yeah. Uh, first one, poor at the breakdown. Um, yeah, we got decimated at the breakdown. There was some areas I I text you, but probably listen, probably with a few beers. We said I, I kind of said I think the rest poor. Probably that was a few, a few beers and a bit of emotion in me. I do believe there was a few 50-50 calls that we lost. But, yeah, we got decimated at the breakdown. 
And underneath that, I put that down. I believe our, our forwards are lazy. I thought they were lazy. We don't, they don't look fit. Um, and we just, there was, there was times where we had ball carries and just Scotland swarmed us. They wanted it. They wanted it. Someone said before the game, um, and it was one of the journalists I was listening to a podcast, and he said, like, before the game, when the, the teams came onto the pitch, you could hear Scotland. Scotland were right up for it. And Wales were quiet, really quiet. Just So, yeah, I think forwards are lazy. I mean, he's trying to change the way we play. So he's he's changing where the forwards are on the pitch. Um, but yeah, I just thought our forwards are lazy. And then the times that we did get quick ball, we then have Gareth Davis. And there's a lot of good things about Gareth Davis. And this could be down to, to people being lazy, is, you know, you can count about five seconds. The ball's there. Play, play the fucking ball. Get rid of it. If you're getting decimated at the breakdown, but you actually get some ball, get fucking rid. Um, I'm not always down to him. He had a lot of sloppy ball to play with as well. So, um, yeah, it's, yeah, lazy. Uh, poor at the breakdown. Like, I mean, Jamie Ritchie had an absolute blinder. I like him, definitely like him. He's going to be a hell of a player. Once he, once he, once he really, because he hasn't really filled out. Once Jamie Ritchie fills out and starts carrying ball more, he's going to be an unbelievable player for Scotland. Um, Watson again. I mean, Watson's just class, isn't it? He? He's done that for a long time. So yeah, yeah. pair of them. Pair of them. I mean, I mean, in fairness, if you actually look at the back rows, is I, I've always thought, I thought, oh, you know. Fairness, we can we can match them. James Davis, there's people saying is he too small for international rugby? I don't know, but I think Watson, Watson and Richie dominated us there by a mile. So my my point on James Davis, uh, James, um, so I thought he hit all the rooks, but he just wasn't. He, he didn't seem to have the size to to cause any disruption. Because yeah. a lot of them, I was kept thinking, especially particularly at the start of the game, I was like, he's going to get a steal soon. He's going to get a steal soon. He's going to get a turnover. Yeah. It, yeah. it didn't happen. And, wow. it, it just, and I felt maybe it is because he's not big enough. Because he was hitting the rut. He was getting there. He was always like, particularly in the first 20 minutes, he was always like first one there. But he, he, was, just, yeah, he just seemed to get cleared out every time. That, that's, I mean, I, I, that's where I've got to give Scotland praise, though, because I think they did. They smashed into him. I think they've probably seen that. They've probably looked at that and gone, listen, if you look at Wales's back row as it was, he's the only guy getting ball. He's the only guy going to steal ball. So if he, as soon as he was there, he was getting smashed. He was getting smashed, and uh, I did think he got unlucky with one. Yeah, text you didn't I? Probably same again with beer and emotion. I think he got hard done by one of them, but uh, yeah. So I mean, yeah, breakdown, huge, huge. I mean, especially as you know, we are trying to change the way we play, which goes on to my next point: lack of game plan. I think you've got a lot of players who, as soon as they're not sure about something, not sure maybe what Stephen Jones or Pivak's going, they just go back to what they know. Because we've got a lot of, I mean, basically all them players, apart from Shane Lewis Hughes, are all Gatland players. Um, so, you know, maybe I'm being harsh with lack of game plan. Maybe I should be saying the game plan changes. Um, poor kicks again. Just with your, with your game plan. So since you brought it up, I've actually got in my notes, I don't really know what Wales wanted to do. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's not yeah. me trying to sound like I'm not being flippant with that. I just I don't really know what their game plan was. Oh, you are being flippant. <laughs> Great word. Yeah. Um, but I, just, I don't really know. I don't really know what, what they were trying to do. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly, yeah. That's exactly my point. Exactly my point. I think they're stuck in... I think that I generally believe they're stuck in two minds. Um, it does now when you're not when you're not getting a lot of balls. So I suppose attacking, not attacking the backs, but obviously saying the backs. You know, I mean, poor kicking again. That that game kicking out of hand was just ridiculous. Well, there was a kick in the first half from Hog, wasn't it? And he leathered the ball, and it literally just stayed in the air with the wind. And I think it was uh, Jonathan Davis was saying. He said there was times there that because of the lineouts, Wales. Went back to the kick high and ch- you know kick and chase and try and win the high ball, which is which was kind of a lottery. The amount of times the ball bounced and things. And he said, "Where was the where was the experienced players?" And there was plenty who did a low one, just a low kick into the corner, or a low kick down, and put pressure on the on the line outs, which were, I think we'll both know. I think I was reading somewhere that hooker, the hookers were poor, and I just thought, Joe, you know what? It's fucking harsh. <laughs> I thought the, I thought the ref at one point I'd have preferred the ref to let people have whoever won it because it got a <laughs> point. Well, it, well, it was, wasn't it? You know, I thought the ref could have had a bit more empathy, but um, yeah. So uh, just a few more, obviously, and then we will. I promise we'll move on to um, we will move on to Scotland. I think one of our issues as well, and I think it showed a lot on Saturday. We're trying to play. We're and this is where I actually have. Uh, have a lot of respect or or kind of like Townsend, sorry. So we're trying to play players back into match fitness. You're Jonathan Davis, you're Liam Williams. You know, we're talking about trying to get Navidi back in the team, but Navidi wouldn't have played for almost a year. Um, who else? There's other players in the team as well. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm one of them. I'm like, Liam Williams back and get Navidi back in. But actually, I think what Saturday showed was maybe not playing it. I mean, there was times where Jonathan Davis was was missing tackles and things like that. Like now people could say that's due to age, but you know, I generally think that's because he's not match match fit. You know, I think he played two games for Scarlet and then he's gone playing against Vaca Tower and and Scotland. So I don't think that's I don't think that's that's good. I think Pivak I think part of Pivak is like I'm gonna give these guys a chance because come he's already said come these November internationals, this autumn championship, whatever it's called, autumn cup. He is going to make changes. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I suggested it last week. It's funny because I suggested in the pod last week that Wales could be in a rebuilding phase and we could be, you know, we could be looking, we could be looking, you know, for a few bad results for the next couple of years. And it's hilarious now that um, listening to other podcasts and other people's opinions, that everyone's kind of said it now. I'm quite glad I said it last week now because I can say I already said that. But I genuinely believe that. I think there's a lot of people going on. There's a lot of players for Wales there that, you know, I just think they're past it now. I, you know, I don't think, you know, Falatau wasn't good. You know, he wasn't good. I still believe he's a really good player. Um, I don't think he's done. Players like Tipperary, you know. I thought Alan jones wasn't that bad. I think, I think he gave away a few penalties. But if you think you've got Alan jones who's 35, he was chasing kicks. He was he was hit. He was making hits. 
know, players. I think other players should be embarrassed by that. But yeah, I think we're in a rebuild for a couple of years now, and I think we might have a lean period. I mean, people do tend to forget when they're jumping on the pivot sacking bandwagon. Is however great Gatlin was, and we won things with Gatlin. That's fine. I think one, we have to get over this now. He's not coming back. He's not here. The other thing is Gatlin had some bad years. <laughs> Gatlin had some bad years where we, you know, we either played poor or we just didn't, you know, we didn't play well. Uh, I think people have to get out on that as well. Um, I think one one thing to say, you know, obviously we're saying that like back row we were underpowered and stuff. We go back to the Grand Slams. So we were Grand Slam winners only a year ago, well over a year now, but last year's thing. Our back row had played, only Tipperick's played from that back row that won us a Grand Slam. And I think the players who were missing, Moriarty and Navidi, are the players who were missing. You know, Moriarty is a lot like um, Richie in the sense they've both got that bit of bastard in them. You know, I do think we're missing a player like Moriarty who's just, he's fucking horrible, really. Um, so, you know, I think I think what we've got to get it, you know, you know, we're coming up to an alternations now where we're going to play two of the top teams in in world rugby in Ireland and England, and obviously we don't know how they're going to take the game. But um, see, I, I just think we've just got to remember. I mean, it was only ten months ago at the start of the Six Nations we beat Italy forty-two nil. Okay, so it's only Italy. Scotland only beat them seventeen nil. Everybody else put there, so forty-two nil. We lost to Ireland 24-14, um, which uh, we were outplayed there, completely outplayed in that game, to be fair. We then lost to France 27-23 in a game that we could have, maybe should have won. Um, and we lost to England 33-30. Now, I've already said in that game, I thought, you know, Wales were outplayed, but they did come back into it. We only lost by three points. England finished with four to, uh, 13 men. From Wales' is pressure. Um, so, you know, there was times, I, I remember you saying, there was times during the Six Nations in February, March, you said it was actually nice to see Wales play some rugby. Um, so, you know, I know a lot's changed, but, you know, well, I was having a go at Pivac. There's been a few, there's been a few months and um, we've had COVID and, and all this. I know it's the same for every team, but I mean, I don't think, I mean, apart from, if you watch Australia-New Zealand at the weekend, that was an unbelievable game. And apart from France, I don't think really anyone looked, looked amazing. I don't think England looked amazing in their game against Italy, uh, albeit they haven't had any warm-up games. So, yeah, there's things, I mean, I think we've got to understand that, you know, for the next couple of years, it's going to be a, a couple of lean years. And I hope that uh, Pivac, which is something I mentioned towards the end of, end of the pod, I hope Pivac sticks to his word and tries a few players. I think for me in this Nations Cup, as long as Wales are starting to show performances are changing and showing this way that wants to play, I'd be happy to take a few losses. It means jack shit. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong, I don't want to go to Ireland and England and get a pummeling. But I think we've got to take it as experimental and then maybe, and then judge him, as we've said before, judge him later on. So, yeah, I mean, overall, poor. Scotland, Scotland were the better team, 100%. I mean, they possession territory a lot like they beat us they beat us up and everything um, but we still only lost by four points and it, it was only four points to the penalty in the last minute so <clears throat> got to take yeah. that into consideration as well so I'll, I'll just touch on a, on a few points 
then just yeah. give you my a bit of spin on it. I agree with yeah. most of what you said. Uh, and this isn't like me, Alan Wynn Jones bashing, but I, I don't think he was very good at all uh, by his standards. Um, all right, he might have chased some kicks and things like that. That's his job. That's part of his job. Alan Wynn Jones is usually a nuisance. I didn't think he was a nuisance. Um, uh, on on Saturday, like you can almost guarantee that Alan Wynn Jones will get a turnover in a really important position or steal a line out. Um, you know, Scott will be on the Welsh try line or something to have a line out there, and he and he'll steal the line out. I don't think he did that. Um, and that's I just think I think he, I think I don't think he's passed it or anything like that. I just think he needs to play more rugby, and 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 maybe that'll come as we come towards the end of the. Uh, Autumn Nations, he'll he'll get back to his, his, his top form, but I, I didn't think he was he was he was that good personally um, for for him because obviously I am actually a Win Jones fan, but I just thought by his stand he wasn't there, and, he, and I, I don't think he has been since the World Cup. Um, go back. I agree with you. Sorry, about... I, sorry, I agree with you. He definitely needs to play more rugby. Definitely needs to play more club rugby. Hundred yeah. um, percent. Go back to what you said about like the players, like. They've got the game plan, and then when it's not going the way, they kind of go back to what they know. Then, so I think I've mentioned it before. Like, if that's the case, like, and I, I do think it does seem to be the case. Then, like, this is where I think, as I've mentioned it before, Pivak's in like a really good position to just go. Well, all right, we'll play three Summit then, because he doesn't. He never played under Gatland. Let's play yeah. Sheedy then. Mm-hmm. He didn't play under Gatland. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. He's in a really good position to do that, and it, yeah. I don't know, it doesn't seem like he wants to. Um, mm. Hopefully, he will like during these um, um, the Eight Nation tournament, and and that'll be good to see. I mean, I I don't think Wales necessarily will be in a situation where they're going to have to do two years of bad results. I just think they need to bring the young lads through in this year, give them some game time, and I think Wales are in a really good position. They've got some really good players, like it, really really good players. I I hundred percent. Hundred percent agree, and I I hope. I mean, he he said he said you know we are going to use players during the autumn. He has to. I, I I'm hundred. And the thing is, you only have you have to speak. You don't have to change. We're not talking about changing a whole fifteen, but you do need to sprinkle some of these players in. You know, the guy who controls your game is a fly off at the end of the day. And I, I love Bigger. Bigger's been great, but Bigger is a Gatland man, and he he's a Gat- yeah. He's played all his international rugby under Warren Gatland. Well, majority, sorry, majority of his international will be under Warren Gatland. So, no, I 100%, 100% agree with you, mate, 100%. So, so, like, so for me, like, Alan Wynne-Jones could go back and play. He doesn't need to play in the Eight Nations. Go back and play a bit of club rugby, you know, bring someone else, give someone else a bit of opportunity to be, to skip a Wales, you know, and the Six Nations comes around, Alan Wynne-Jones can come back in. It's not a drama. Jonathan Davis, go and get you, go and get your club rugby in. Give Johnny Williams a go in centre with uh, Tompkins or, or play uh, Owen Watkins and Tompkins or something like that. Halfpenny doesn't need to be there. Halfpenny, so he's a reliable. He's not a, that much of a threat with Warland, but he's, he's reliable enough that if like Liam Williams gets injured and and um, and who and is it, uh, Holmes gets injured or something like that, he can just come back in. Oh, sorry, just like just a point on Halfpenny. And and sorry, I agree with everything you were saying. There. I will say sorry that penalty you took from that angle and from that distance and that wind, unbelievable. Yeah, he's a good kicker. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, no. The rest of it, I completely. I just thought. I just thought, like I in just, that, in yeah, that yeah. scenario. No, I, I, I wouldn't think, have I penny. Think, penny. I think he's done now. Yeah, I, I, it's not necessarily about him being not done. Like you know what he can do, he can come back in. But I just think players need to get this. 
game time at the national level and, and he's not one of them that needs that at the moment. But mm. uh, go back and then the, the last point I've really got, I sent you the start, I saw it on Twitter and so I've not checked to see if it's accurate but I'm pretty sure it is. Um, so Wales carried for 191 metres which is like the, one of the lowest in the Six Nations, which was the lowest in the Six Nations that year and it's probably one of the lowest ever. Um, so that's pretty bad. And then the other one I, I liked was Van der Merwe and Hastings who were both subs combined to beat one more defender than the entire starting Welsh backs. Yeah. So that just shows how without and I'm not bashing Wales, but it just shows how like how much they kept the ball in hand and they just uh, yeah, how little ball they had, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. Sorry, there was one stat there was one stat I wrote down and it's quite it's quite frightening. So we were talking me and you spoke about this before, about Wales not having the biggest ball carriers. And and it was on I'm not going to take credit for this. It was on the Welsh Rugby podcast. And he, he said it was a, it's quite a startling stat. So since 2015, in games that Wales have won, when the forwards have carried the most in the game, they've won six times. I think it's, I think this is in like 30, in 30 games or something like that. Like. So in 15 of those games where forwards have carried the most, Wales have won six times. When four forwards have carried the least, Wales have won twelve times, and this is where this is where um, this is where it's going to be hard for Pivac to go where to go. Gatlin knew. I'm robbing this all from another podcast, you know. I'm not going to take credit, but Gatlin knew that we didn't have the biggest forward carries, hence why he picked players like Jake Roberts, George North, um, uh, Lee Byrne. He carried a lot. Uh, from fullback and stuff, players like that, because he knew he couldn't do that. Whereas Pivak, he wants his he wants his forwards to carry. He wants his. Uh, you'll notice that Falatau players like Falatau, Chiprick, his back rows are always out wide, and he wants to kind of get their mismatches against, against backs. But that's quite a startling, startling uh, stat, really, if you think about it. You know. Yeah, forwards have carried the least. Wales have won twelve times, and when they carry the most, six. So, um, you know, Gatlin was more than aware of that, and hopefully, you know, we can change some. We're not going to have, and this is the thing: we're not going to have the biggest carriers in the world. But when's the last time you've seen a Welsh forward, let alone a back, take a pass at pace and hitting hitting either a weak shoulder or a gap? You just don't see it. That's why I say I think they're lazy. You know, there was times there where you just think. They're taking the ball standing against, you know, and obviously a, 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 a far more physical Scotland team that we've had in donkey's years. You're going to get smashed. So, yeah, a lot a lot for Wales to do. But, you know, the positives, hopefully, are that, you know, players are going to get their chance. I think, to be honest, I think in these two games against France and Scotland, he wanted to try and maybe put out what he perceives to be the most experienced team to try and win the Scotland game, try and win the France game, and hopefully his attitude now is let's just you know sprinkle these fucking other players in like now. No, agreed. I do agree. Yeah. So go on then, hit me with the good stuff. Well, for Scotland. Yeah, for Scotland. Yeah. Well, unless oh. you sorry, unless you have something to say about Wales, sorry. Well, I, said, I thought Watkins, like I say, defended well. I thought. I thought he was giving very little quality ball when he was at 12, and I thought he tried mm-hmm. trucking up really well um, when he got it. Um, so I, I thought he did really well. I thought mm-hmm. um, Hughes was sixth, but he, he was all right. 
I know yeah. Wales got beat in the breakdown, but I still thought he was all right. Uh, I thought uh, I thought he put himself about quite well. Um, <laughs> Don't worry, there's I not think... there's not much else, mate. <laughs> yeah, sorry. No, we're all um, over that, mate. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, mate. But I'll go to Scotland. That's the truth of the matter, isn't it? Yeah. I think, so for, for Scotland, I think it was more of the same from what, what we've seen of them from, obviously, they started off the Six Nations against Ireland when they played well, but, you know, made mistakes. Then the England, the non-game at England. And then obviously, when we've been on, now we've won four, four games on the bounce, I think. Yeah. And it was just more the, more the same. And it was good in the fact that, you know, the forwards, again, are like, you know, they're putting themselves about, they're, they're carrying well, they're scrummaging really well. Obviously, you've got uh, Richie and Watson, the breakdown, supported by, like, the front row as well. Um, and it's, yeah, and they're just so physical compared to how, how they have been, you know, in previous, where they've, we've been a bit of a, you know, we've just rolled over and got our tummies tickled, like I've said before. So it was good to see, um, again, with that, the backs, I thought, so what, what obviously Townsend's come away from with this, we want to play the fastest rugby in the world, he's, he's just gone in with the, he's just trying to make us this, this solid defensive unit. And I think he just wants to build from that. Now, I, personally, I, I can't back this up because I can't say whether it would have happened or not. I think how the game went in the second half, I think if Russell had been on still, I think he would have started to find gaps with the Welsh defence coming forward as they were and coming off the line. I think he'd have started chipping in behind and things like that. Obviously, he went off injured, and so I can't say that is. But, you know, with Lang, I'm not over... I still think Lang deserves another go because he's played in two games with one. I mean, he looked good defensively, but I've not seen anything ball hand. Chris Harris, I'm, get, I'm just becoming more and more of a fan of. He defends really well. He carries. He's not flashy, but he's, he's a solid player. But the main thing, I think, for Scotland, which they'll try and get out, hopefully, in the next few games, is trying to get the ball to the, to the back three because Hogg, Graham, and whether it's King or Van der Merwe, are all very, very dangerous. And I think if the game had progressed with Russell still on or if Hastings had come on at 10 and Russell to 12 and things like that, I do think the game could have opened a lot, up a, lot, a little bit. But at the same time, it might have given Wales more opportunity because we may not have been as good defensively then. So I think... The stuff I can see the stuff that Towns. I think I can see the stuff that Towns is trying to do, and how he's trying to get us to play. And we are progressing, but we need to get a, a slightly better blend with the backs. And you know, although they're now very difficult to break down, they still need to be able to score some tries. You know, and the, the try obviously came from um, driving more off the line out. And the only time we really threatened after that, uh, before that, was um, when Hogg made a bit of break. Him and Harris, I think, like, kind of tried to do a one-two. Yeah. And Harris knocked on. I actually don't think Hogg needed to pass. It looked like Hogg had gone past his man to me. Yeah. Um, it, was actually, it was actually, if you watch it from behind, the read from Falata was terrible. And what a terrible read. If you're going to attack Hogg, you've got to get him, haven't you? You know, he's, yeah. he's far too good. It was actually quite a good read from uh, Bigger. Seemed to put Chris Harris off, didn't he? Yeah, um, but I just don't think Hogg needs to be should, 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 Yeah, I think he'd have gone one-on-one with Halfpenny or Bigger and probably would have rinsed him. It's, it's still a pass he should have took, though, I think. Yeah, oh, of course, yeah. But, yeah. you know, it's it's from the back line, although, like you say, they didn't do anything, they didn't spark or anything like that. They were very, very good defensively. And, you know, hopefully it's just more to take forward. The, the, the thing's going to be when we talk about the next game is, like, if Dunkey Weir goes in there, then, you know, 10, 12 and 13 are all 
solid players, but there's no flair in there at all. But we'll come on to that later on. Um, as you said, the, the, the front row that came on all did very, very well. Um, you know, and it was, you know, the, 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 the scrum went well in the first half. It probably went better in the second half when the fresh guys came on. Um, and they were, you know, their our front three were bet, subs were, were, were a lot better than your front three that came on. Yeah. And yeah. how the game went. I thought um, Cornell Dupree did well when he came on again. And I still think that number eight position for Scotland's up for grabs. I don't think Thompson answered any questions, um, unfortunately. I thought he did all right, but nothing, you know, he didn't nail down that spot. It's, it's probably like the, the weak spot in your starting eighth, I'd say, isn't it? The well, number eight position. Think, so so the, the, the seven that started, the front seven, that, that's our starting seven. Yeah. But I thought um, Cummins was very, absolute nuisance. He's, he's very athletic. Johnny Gray. Carried for forty meters, ten carries, forty meters. He doesn't normally. He used to like get his shirt pulled and he and he flop over. Do you know what I mean? Exit surprise. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, he has to do. That. If he wants to play exit, he's got to be able to do that. So he's looking a lot more menacing as well. And um, Van der Merwe didn't see much of him when he came on. He had one run where he bounced off a few, which was good to see. Um, and then obviously Steele got on although it was on the wing it's good to see that he got on and got his first cap <laughs> hopefully you get to see him scrum off at some point but um, fair play to him at least he's got on and got his cap so yeah I mean overall I mean I'll take any Scotland win I was really happy with the forwards I was really happy with how Scotland played defensively I know the conditions weren't great but I'd like to see a little bit better more you know better with the ball in hand Um and and that, that was it really. Um, a couple of, like say the bits were for Ali Price. I wasn't. I, I'm not his biggest fan, but he's all right. But I thought like he did two little kicks in the last ten minutes, which really impressed me. Two little kicks into the corner. Um, they just put Wales back in their twenty-two. And I thought like in terms of game management, I thought it was very very good in the last ten minutes. And from Scotland in general, I thought they were very good last ten minutes. They just kept Wales in Wales half, which was good to see. Um, we still need to work on the game management. Like you know, the try you scored. Who called for the try the, for the for the line out to the tail? Yeah. When the, when the line out hadn't been functioning, and then we yeah, throw it to the tail. That's a good idea. Obviously, wrong idea. So still some of that, and that's where I go into I suppose a bit of the negatives. Like Hooker, like McAnally and Brown, very very good at what they do, except they don't hit the jumpers. Um, enough really to be genuine, genuine world class. I think other than that, they are both absolute class. It's, they've got to hit the jumpers. Um, what else do I have? And then you said, yeah, the backs, not enough creativity. I think it would have come if Russell had stayed on, but you know, who knows? But I thought, you know, last, last probably positive is just the way Scotland closed the game out in the end. You know, Wales in the last, you know, 10 minutes didn't look like getting out their own half really and that's not me having to dig at Wales as well it's how well Scotland managed the game really. the 80 minutes <laughs> okay. yeah, you said the last 10 minutes I'm saying the, the 80 yeah. minutes <laughs> yeah fair one, yeah. Um, but yeah no Scotland this, 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 there's certainly a lot of positives to go from there and it's just the case now I'm trying to get the, the backs you know sparking a little bit more and hopefully that'll come yeah so Bits I've written down. So, um, defence very good, but it's been very good all tournament. I'm just going to read a stat for you. I wasn't sure if you had it, so I wasn't going to say anything straight away. So, something I read the other day, and you'll like this. Since 2000, Scotland have conceded, on average, in every Six Nations, 
124 points in every tournament. That was your average conceding. In 2020, you only conceded 59 points. And this is the best record of any Six Nations team in the last five championships. So, yeah, that's yeah, great statistic. Easy for me to say. Um, yeah, defence has been very good um, uh, for a while, hasn't it? Whole championship, in fact. Um, Steve Tandy seems to have done wonders. Um, good, to, good to see Wales thought he, seen him in that high regard. Uh, but yeah, he, seem, he seems to have done wonders, hasn't he? Um, and yeah. he's, really, he's really good on Saturday. Um, just stifling. That's like talking about Jamie Ritchie and the way he plays. He reminds me a lot of. I think he. I think he's a better player, but he reminds me a lot of Dan Lydia. You've got that guy who's just destructive and annoying, and just seems to you know. Have it. Lydia was chop tackling players, and he just chop tackling, chop tackling, chop tackle. Um, so yeah, defense very good. Um, uh, we didn't. We didn't threaten at all. I mean. It is is the point. Is try. So even take away the overthrow, our try came from a horrendous pass from the scrum half to Falatau, which was an unbelievable pickup, and then our number eight doing a chip kick ahead, <laughs> and that was that was Wales's best attacking thing. And then even that though, it was your ball, and you know obviously the silly ball at the back. Um, which led to our try in the end. Um, so, yeah, defence is unbelievable. I, I've already said Richie Watson, uh, very good. I think my three for them, and I suppose it's a little bit, obviously, as now with, very rare that you're going to have two fly-offs out injured, you know, especially your first two choice, uh, your first choice fly-offs. My only worry for Scotland, I know you've been able to tell, if a Watson or a Richie got injured or both of them got injured, do you think you've got and I suppose we can talk about this with Scotland, obviously, afterwards as well. If one of them goes down, have you got the quality to then come in? Well, they're not going to be as good as uh, a Watson or a Ritchie, because I do think they're both like at that stage now where you could start talking about them being world-class. So, um, so yeah, you're not going to have the same kind of level, but you would just, I mean, yeah, you're not going to, but you'd still have people to come in. You still have Magnus Bradbury that can come back in. Um, obviously, you've got Cornell Dupree that can play six. I suppose um, well, Gordon. So there's players there. Huh? Watson, really, because Watson's your, your seven, isn't he? He's just, yeah. for his size, he's just a, he's like a cannonball, isn't he? Yeah. yeah so I mean, you're not going to, I mean, you don't, it's very hard, especially for a team like Scotland, to place, replace world class player with world class player. Yeah. If Watson got injured, for example, Richie would go seven. Mm. And um, Bradbury, Bradbury or whoever, Haining, Cornell Dupree, whoever it is, would, would come in. Right, yeah. um, um, you've got Blair Cowan. Blair Cowan, I think, can play seven as well. Blair Cowan, I forgot about him. Um, yeah. So, yeah, another bits there, which, which, to be honest, I'm just literally just agreeing with you, most of it. Uh, scrum subs, very good, I thought. I mean, I think Wynn Jones came on for us. He's quite a good scrummager. I think he won a penalty. But after that, yeah, I mean, this is my problem, I think, with Wales. I think we've got to go back to, almost go back to basics. We bring on Dylan Lewis, and I think Dylan Lewis has got promise. But we're bringing on Dylan Lewis because he's mobile around the pitch and he might get a few steals and he carries and he can pass. He's a tight head, he's a, he's a tight head prop. Your bread and butter, 
has got to be scrummaging. Yeah. You know, like Rory Sutherland, and this is this is no knock on him, but Rory, Rory Sutherland, he carries okay, he uh, he gets around the park, but his bread and butter is scrummaging, isn't it? He yeah. is a destructive scrummager. And those bits will come along. And I think Wales are doing it backwards. It's a bit like Leon Brown. I think you see so much pro- you see so much prospect in, in Leon Brown, but unless you can scrummage, all that just you might as well you might as well turn Leon Brown into a number eight if you can't scrummage. And so, you know, yeah, there was there was a big difference, I thought, like scrum subs. I think beforehand, I think Thomas Francis really brought solidity. It was actually quite good to see uh, a bit of a con um, a contest. Uh, but definitely agree when when the subs came on uh, made a big difference. Um, the big thing here, and I think it, it stands for the whole whole championship is, and you've already raised this. Um, I, I wrote a bit bland in attack. I, I'm going to disagree with with a couple of things with you. I think Jamie Lang should be given a bit more of a chance, but I don't, I don't see it in him. I think he's played. He used to be at RGC, didn't he? So he's come. A, he's gone a hell of a long way. Yeah, it was at RGC, so was, I'll give him props. Actually, he's come a hell of a long way from playing sort of Welsh Premiership to being a Scotland international. Um, I think I, I thought it was weird. I don't think it's weird because obviously Hog at the time is best player on the is your best player on the pitch, but not to have faith in Lang, who's played ten before. I put Hog there, he's well, probably ten. Well, if, you, if you if you you if you'd have moved Lang, then who would you play twelve? Um, I'd have played Hogg at 12. Yeah, but that's the point. Hogg's not played 12, but he's played a lot more at 10. Scott so Steele hasn't played so wing. Ta- ta- yeah, but that's, he, I, I, he has played wing. He's played wing for Harlequins. Um, but um, Townsend came in, came out, he did explain it. They said, why didn't you put Lang at 10? And he said, because then I'd have to move more players around. Uh, okay. All I had to do was move Hogg to 10. He's like, so, and then I've got, yeah. got Lang in there anyway. And then obviously King on went to fullback. So. Right. Yeah, so, all right, fair enough. Then I'll take that one, but I don't. I don't see him as he's there to be a create like a second receiver, isn't he? And created twelve. I just I don't see that in him. To be fair, but I mean he's only had a few caps on he, so you know I suppose yeah. that's probably being a bit harsh on him. Um, the other person I completely disagree with, and we've had this we've had this discussion before. Chris Harris, I, I, I don't see it in him. I think I, you're right. He's great defensively, great defensively, but he turns your attack. So bland, so bland. Uh, I don't know, he carries, he, he always carries quite well. I think he, yeah, he's not flashy, but he, he takes the ball up and you know, he, then play him at 12. He... I'd play him at 12 then, and I have a great option for Finn Russell. Play him at 12, Finn Russell. You've got a guy who crashes the ball up or out the back to uh, Hugh Jones, Matt Scott. He's, he, well, he's Matt Scott, I think, obviously, I would have him at. I'd have him at twelve every day, but he's know, not playing for Scotland. We get him, but yeah, those those my opinion. I, I do think the thing for Townsend now. I think the probably thing that's good for Townsend now is you've won four games on the bounce. Doesn't matter who they're four games against. You've won four games on the bounce. That's the difference for whatever for Scotland. Then you're winning games. Uh, you've got a nice little run. The hard thing for 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 Townsend now is, as you said, trying to find that um, mixture of attack and defence. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, you can win championships just off pure defence. Just look at 2019, Wales Grand Slam wasn't built on silky attacking rugby, was it? It was built on hard work and defence. So, um, 
I can see what he's doing there, to be fair. Um, and obviously, you didn't have Russell during the Six Nations. I thought he actually started really conservatively against uh, against us on Saturday. Uh, looked like a player who was, I've got back in the team. I'm not going to try too much too soon. Um, he did try a little chip kick, didn't he, actually, in fairness? Um, before yeah, I think, so. I think, I think he could, because he's maturing as a player, I think he knows now that the gaps will come eventually. Um, you know, and if it means that they come in the 60th minute or when they played in the semi-final um, for Racing against Saracens, you know, when it came in the last three minutes, you know, he's, I think he's maturing into a player. I, obviously, he's still going to throw it around every now and again. I think, I think, I think he was, I, I agree, he's definitely matured. He's definitely matured. He's definitely become a better player. I think, I think he was, I, I, I genuinely believe, because if you're looking and watch, I know it's different teams, you're looking playing for Racing, he fucking attacks from the get-go. And it's amazing for people in Paris and stuff like that, and obviously amazing for fans. Uh, I just thought, I just thought, I, I, and it, he's playing for a game plan for, for Townsend, and I don't, I don't think he wants to rock the boat either. So, you know, um, plus conditions weren't great, I suppose. I just surprised how, how much both teams kicked with how bad the conditions were. It was baffling me from both teams. Um, but yeah, I mean, lots of positives for Scotland. I think the I think the big thing for Scotland now is you know I don't think the autumn's a big deal. I think you'll beat uh, Italy and Fiji. I think Fiji look like they're going to be a little well, very much undercooked. Although Radraj is going to play now, uh, yeah, they seem a bit undercooked. They've had they've already had one player pull out because his club basically put pressure on him, which is just it's just fucking disgusting. A French club was it? Yeah, it was a French club. Yeah. Um, and so, and, you know, the rumour is they'll give you a few more now after that. Um, it looks like France are going to play their second, a lot of their second second team, basically, for the tournament. So I think France are going to use it for um, for experimental. So, you know, Scotland could be looking at three wins in their group. And, um, I mean, it's a bit disappointing because you haven't got Hastings or Russell. Um and looking at a final, so you know they could go on a good run. You know, seven win streak. But I think really for Scotland, they, I think next year, have you got all three home games next year, or is it two? Yeah, Wales, Ireland, and Italy. I think. Right. So you know, next year is big in the Six Nations. You got to be looking to win all three of them, and taking a scalp away, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I think that's you know, and the thing is now. From Scotland fans and pundits, Jim Hamilton. I don't know if you listen to the rugby pod. Jim Hamilton was was loving it, like in fairness to him, and so he should. Um, expectation all of a sudden comes in. Then you know you don't become the underdogs; you become a target, really, don't you? So, um, and that, like you say, that's that's not that's a good thing for Scotland for me because for years it hasn't been like that. For now, you know, you have got the best squad you've ever had. You, not ever had, sorry, but you, you've had for a, you know. A good few years. There's a lot of positives, you know. I mean, we're, we're contrasting now for years. Wales have been on the up, Scotland have been middling, and I think we're going to middle a bit, and Scotland potentially on the up. So, yeah. Well done, Scotland, anyway. I owe Mike a fiver and a shot. So, well, a shot of his choice. Fucking stupid. Yeah, boy. Bet. Stupid bet, that. Right. We're going to move on from that debacle. And obviously, because we've been talking quite a while, we'll boo move hoo, on to the boo hoo. You lost boo hoo, <laughs> boo hoo, boo hoo. Uh, what do you just quickly? What do you think of the other? Did, did you get to see any of the other games? Uh, so I thought 
England, um, Italy, Italy great. Paul. That's just England just frustrate me. I mean, England have got like like New Zealand wouldn't have kicked the ball the way that England did. It's like yeah. New Zealand would have just gone all right in a harder game. We'll kick the ball a bit more, but we've got the players and the creativity to open these yeah. guys up. That's what well, we've done. But did, everyone talks about. Sorry, everyone talks about New Zealand kicking the ball the most. They kick with purpose, though. Yeah, but but the England, but New Zealand wouldn't have kicked the ball against Italy. They would have just yeah, kept it exactly. down and ran them, ran them, ran them. Yeah, they've got yeah. the ability to open them up. It's when they play against yeah. the better teams, they'll kick it more to to make the opportunities. England just went straight into their fucking paint by yeah. numbers tactics that they do. It's like you, it's boring. Um, yeah. But they, I mean, they were the better team. They got good players. I'm, I'm not a massive Ben Youngs fan, but fair play to him getting 100 caps, and he actually had a really good game. I don't yeah. think he should be in the shortlist for. Um, even though he apparently he got man of the match against Wales, didn't he? So, I, um, I was drunk that. But, but, I, but he was he was shit against Scotland, and he was shit against Ireland, and he was shit against France. So they got dropped for the Scotland game. Well, there you go then. So. He was. I thought he played against Scotland. He kept kicking a ball out of the floor. I'm sure he did. Or maybe that was in the second half. But um, yeah. he. Um, but fair play to him. 100 caps. Like that's some achievement. Fair play mm-hmm. to him. Um, yeah. But I didn't think that game France. was good. I thought, had it, I thought that France Harland game was decent. That was the best game. Yeah. Of the good. Um, if yeah, Dupont um, doesn't win Player of the Tournament, mate, there was something wrong in the world. Yeah. Dupont should win the Player of the Tournament. Intermat was class again. Yeah, he's very good. Um, so it makes you think, like, I know, like, so Ugo Monia does my day, and he's like, oh, France were one punch away from getting a grand slam. Scotland were well in that game. I think the bigger loss for France was losing Intermac in that game when he went off injured. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. think, you know, that guy that went off, all right, he got some, but Scotland were well in that game, and it was a bigger loss that Intermac went off injured, in my opinion. But, you know, it is what it is. He was, but he's just wow. like, so, like, well, if he had not been sent off, France would have won. It's like, fuck off, Ugo. <laughs> I oh, we text about this. I don't like Eve. I don't like that. I, I, that Dan, Danny Kerr generally doesn't bother me. Danny Kerr doesn't bother me. He's quite honest. The stuff he said about Andy no. Farrell was brilliant. He's like, yeah, I'm, Cooney's not going to be an Andy Farrell player, like same as I wasn't. He's like, I just knew that Andy Farrell wouldn't have wanted to play me. It's like fair play. Like I like, appreciate. I like his honesty and the fact that he does it on the pod. <laughs> doesn't uh, see anyone England from England fancies him as a player either. Then. <laughs> yeah, Reddy Jones. It's like, um, yeah, and like no, Chris no. Ashton. Like, Chris Ashton's quite funny on the pod as well, and he's very honest. But Ugo Monia is very like I don't know. He's he's very he's by the book. All they do is talk about Atoji. Yes, he's class player, but let's not like oh, he's such a good human being as well. It's like fucking hell. It's just let's just talk about the. He's not. Thing. He's not on the pitch though, is he? He's a, he's a bit of a balance. He's horrible on the pitch. He like pats people yeah. on the head when they fuck up, and like takes the piss out of him, screams in their faces. You know, yeah. he's, he's quite petulant as a, as a player. I mean, he'll probably grow out of it. He's a top player. Don't get me wrong. He's a top, top yeah, player. Yeah, he's course probably the best second round in the world for me. But um, but it doesn't mean I don't mean I have to like him. Yeah. Uh, what, uh, one last thing on that. What did you think of... There's been a bit of back and forth on it. What did you think of um, Sexton's reaction to being subbed? Have you seen it? Yeah, he's just petulant. I mean, he's come out and apologised and things like that. But you're the captain... Suck it up, buttercup. Boo hoo, boo hoo. You've been sucked. Boo hoo. I think because people are saying, people are saying, people are saying, oh, it shows passion, and I'm thinking it doesn't. It doesn't. It, it shows petulance towards your coach. I have. I don't think I've got a problem with that. If he gets the change rooms and goes, Joe, you know I wasn't happy with that. But I think when you've got cameras on you and stuff, you're the captain. There's and 
And the thing is, he's not Johnny Sexton of about four years ago. I mean, he's about to be voted. He's about to be voted the player of the decade ahead of uh, Richie McCaw and Dan Carter. Um, John, Johnny Sexton, class player. Class player on his day and his knee day. He wasn't as good as Dan Carter or Richie McCaw and it's publicly voted. So, you know, take yeah. what you want from that. But yeah, no, I'm the same as you, a bit petulant. I, w- I wouldn't have been happy if that was an Alan Jones or a Welsh player. Well, I wouldn't have been if, happy if, if it was a footballer that did that, like the rugby world, I'd be like, yeah. like, oh, rugby's not All like over that. it. Yeah. That's a very good point. That's, yeah, that's a very good point. Right, so we'll move on from Six Nations. That's done. It didn't really exist here. It was COVID. You came fourth in the COVID Cup. Um, <laughs> so we'll move on to Pro 14. We'll, we'll kind of fly through these because there wasn't necessarily that many great games. Um, first game that was played for the Welsh regions was Dragons versus Munster. Uh, Munster winning 28-16. No shock there, I don't think. Ollie Griffiths, though. Ollie Griffiths has been back for two games. If he stays fit, he's going to be... He'll get back into the Wales team soon. He's exactly what they need. Really good on the floor. Carries well. Uh, he's been a great prospect for years, but he is a player who cannot stay fit for a run of game. So, fingers crossed he does. They weren't great. Uh, Scarlets versus Edinburgh. Wow, was a tough game to watch that one. I, only wa- I didn't watch as much as you, to be fair. 6-3 uh, to Conditions were atrocious again, weren't they? So, obviously, uh, Josh Helps getting sent off uh, for the Scarlet. He's got a five-week ban, yeah. Yeah. So listen, bad tackle. I mean, I feel sorry for the guy because he's got a broken nose, fractured cheekbone, and broken jaw. He's out his for face, twelve weeks. His, his face is broken, it. And obviously, Cockers has come out today, and he's seen his arse and the whole world. And and I get it. To be honest, like if you, you watch it, it was bad. I said to you, um. He obviously, he does lead with his head. But I said to you, didn't I? I said, if he's a few inches to one side, it's a hell of a tackle. Probably should be yeah, tackling lower. It was definitely a red card. He, he should he should be trying to tackle lower. That's the thing. Um, I get he's not trying sorry. to muller him with his head, obviously. But no, I, I don't. I mean, if you, it's like anything else. If you slow it down, it looks like he's he's torpedoed him with his head, doesn't he? I don't, I don't yeah. think he did. I mean, deserve red card. There's no argument to red card, especially to like the law. So, but yeah, atrocious game. Big win for Edinburgh, though. They need it. Scarlets. Yeah. Don't know what's going on. I think Glenn Delaney. They've kept Glenn Delaney on because he was part of the coaching set up with Brad Mora, and obviously Brad Mora has gone on to be the All Blacks and All Blacks attack coach, which says you know how highly he's regarded. I just don't think. I think he's tried to change stuff. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what's going on with the Scarlets. Completely different team. Um, and then I think it was Sunday. No, it was Monday. Monday. Yeah, Monday. Uh, Cardiff Ulster. Uh, Ulster winning eleven seven. I will say I thought Cardiff were really good. If you looked at Cardiff's team, Ulster basically, except for Marcel Cotzier, had their first team out. Um, you know. I thought Cardiff did really well because if you look to the Cardiff team, there's, you know, youngsters all over the place. I thought Jared Evans, he's still playing well. I think, um, I think you know, I'd like to see him get a chance at Wales. He's got a nice attacking game. People are saying, can he kick long enough for international rugby? Well, you don't know unless you, you give him a chance. How, how, how are you going to put him at 10 now, though, when you've got Bigger, Sheedy and uh, Patchell? Um, I would send Patchell back to the Scarlet. 
He's Ooh, another player. Oh, you love that, I do. No, I do. But listen, this is the point I made earlier in the podcast is we're trying to play players into match fitness through international rugby. Putting Patchell on for 10 minutes. Listen, putting Tompkins on for six minutes or seven minutes at the end of the game, what's the point? I would have put, and this is, people went like this, I'd have put him on earlier for Jonathan Davis. Um, I'd have put him on about 20 minutes earlier for Jonathan Davis. Um, yeah, I'd send Patchell back to the Scarlets. He's played um, a total of, I think he played a total of 20 minutes rugby for Scarlets and then going to play for Wales. And Pivak's a big fan, obviously, but yeah, Jared Evans, I'll give him a go. If I was going to bring a fly off off the bench, Jared Evans would be perfect. You know, tired legs, open, more open game. And I think he's playing well. Cooney, I will say Cooney played really well. Not getting picked for Ireland. He not played really well for us there. Yeah, it's crazy. Again. Yeah, crazy. Um, uh, Monday as well, Zebra beating Ospreys, 23-17. I've just wrote shocking here. Shocking. Yeah. Although I will say the referee, the referee at the end, is it that Friday? I don't think the referee is that great in the uh, in the Pro 14. I think a lot of people would agree with me as well. There is Ospreys had a chance to kick for the corner, and they were driving towards the, the, the try line. And Frank Murphy somehow um, penalised the Ospreys, and they were literally trundling all the way to the line. So um, even the commentators were like, "I can't believe that." Uh, but yeah, Paul from the Ospreys, they seem to be a very much up and down team this year. Um, could be a long season for them, I think, like all the Welsh regions, to be honest. And then the last game on Monday was a pretty decent game to watch, wasn't it? We, I think both of us watched it. It was Leinster versus Glasgow. Leinster winning 32-19. Um, oh, Leinster, mate. Just, I mean, don't get me wrong, they're, they're quite a good few players out. But then there's players there that you haven't even heard of. Just... Just unbelievable strength, haven't they? Just relentless. Yeah, I mean, I thought in patches, I thought Glasgow played quite well. Did some, um, and I thought they were lucky at one point. Um, Rob Harley did a clear out that there was nothing wrong with. And, um, See, I Paul disagree. Oh, was nothing I disagree. Wrong with that. And then um, he, um, he he was through. But even if there was, the ref could have like Paul was through. He could have let it go and then gone back to it and gone. You have a look at. I don't know what you think was wrong with it because he didn't pass. He didn't go past the two meter point. Well, no, he wasn't part. He wasn't part of the rook. He was just stood up. He wasn't even touching the rook. So you can't take a man out of the defensive line, can you? He wasn't can't tackle a man line. without the ball. He wasn't in he the. He was rook, clearing him out. The other guy was in the. Was it was part you of can't it? Can't clear a guy out who's not in the rook, can you? Just taking. The other a guy, guy was in the rook. He wasn't. He was just stood up. Stood up straight. I honestly uh, I disagree. I would, I would the commentators the commentators know more about rugby than I do and they both thought it was harsh. Mm. So I'll go with them on I that one. It was harsh. I don't think it was harsh. I don't think it made a difference to the game. No, it didn't make a difference to the game, I'll be honest. Yeah, it might but because that lens would have been a closer game. Been a closer game, it might have been a bit more controversial. But um and then with that game as well, I think that game showed the the Hugh Jones frustration that Townsend probably has with him because right, yeah. he did three things. Uh, I can remember two of them. I can't remember the third one now. So one of them was the panel, the getting himself simbined. One of them was this pass that he it was an easy pass. Oh, I just threw it out. Thrown out. And there was one more thing. He oh the tackle like the, the, the attempted try, tackle. Was, what was that? That's not that's not a tackle. It was like he just got handed off. No problem. I was like, was this just, is why. This is the frustration yeah. that Townsend obviously has with you, and or not frustration, yeah. probably the lack of trust that he has in you, which well, is a shame because he's talented. The one thing I say to defend that 
and we spoke. Uh, I mean, I texted you, didn't I? Uh, saying horrendous tackle attempt. Actually, watching back, it was horrendous tackle attempt. Too upright, and he just he got palmed off too easy, didn't he? It was it was poor. Yeah. But it's part of that because his positioning wasn't great because he's not a fullback. Yeah, was possibly, he too, too late to it? I don't know. I'm, I'm just trying to. I'm trying to defend him. I like you, Jones. You know, I've openly admitted that. So, um, yeah. So those are results. Poor again for the for the for the regions. I think it's going to be like that all season. You can hear me just going poor, poor, poor. Um, so moving on to this weekend, you've got on Saturday you've got the Dragons versus Connaught. Sunday you've got Ospreys versus Leinster. I think we're going to go Connaught to beat Dragons. I'm going to Lancer to be Ospreys. Oh, see, I'm going to go. I'm going to. I'm going to go out. I'm going to say Dragons with a win. Right. Uh, I'll say Leinster with a win. Yeah, pummeling, pummeling, and you got Scarlet Zebra. You got to finally get a win for the Scarlets. Ulster versus Glasgow. Well, I was going to go Edinburgh Blues first. All right, sorry, Edinburgh Blues. Uh, oh, tough one. It's up in Edinburgh, so. Slightly, slightly go ahead. I think Cardiff have been quite good this season. I know they lost the last two games. They played for an Ulster. So. More hoping that that's Edinburgh out of the rut. Yeah. Oh, so this is what this is one thing I was saying about. I, I was trying to make a point by, about Townsend. I didn't really get to it. I think I spoke to someone else. I like the fact that Townsend is. This, I think this is my point about match fit players. He's actually sending players back to it, like Edinburgh or especially Glasgow to play that he doesn't think yeah. match fit. Not one person's been released from the Wales team and they've basically played the same team. Well, sorry, they haven't. They made changes against uh, Scotland. But they've made, you know, not one player has gone back to the region. Do you not think Leon Brown could go back and play for the Dragons or Elliot D? You know, make them a better team. You know, send back. Jonah Holmes went back, didn't he? He's the only one who's gone back. Yeah. I'd have liked that. You know, you look at these games here. There's no games this weekend. Send these players back. Give him a chance. Yeah. Well, w, w. Pinnell put his hand. Yeah, there you go. It? That's it. it was unbelievable. Um, and those are sort. I, 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 that frustrates me as well because you know you could send some of these players. I know you want them in camp as much as you can. Send them back for the weekend. All right, they get injured, they get injured, but they're better off getting more more minutes than you know holding tackle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Last one was. Oh, what were we saying? Ulster Glasgow. I'm going Edinburgh, by the way. Yeah, I've got Edinburgh as well. And then yeah, Ulster, Ulster, Glasgow, Ulster, Ulster. 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 Yeah. I think Ulster, I don't think they've lost that many players. I mean, that's, a, that's the thing for Ulster at the moment. I don't think a lot of their players are sort of getting selected. They've just lost, they've lost Burns though, haven't they? Burns, yeah. Burns, yeah. But yeah. I mean, if you've seen the, the kid playing fullback for him, he can play 10. He looks like, he looks like an unbelievable player. Okay, so that's your Pro 14. Uh, last bit for the pod. Um, we're going to select our teams Wales are playing Ireland next Friday uh, obviously the pod next week will be discussing their team and Scotland play Italy yeah because the teams will be out by Thursday won't they when we do yeah. the next pod so it's yeah. best to yeah. try and predict it now yeah, yeah. so I'll go first because we're playing Friday I, I am picking what I would do not what Pivak would do and probably I should pick what I think Pivak would do but I've gone. I think Townsend will do. So. so you picked what you think Townsend will do. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, I, I, uh, yeah. Go on. So I'll, I'll, I'll stick with mine anyway because I've written it down. So no point in thinking. I've gone Win Jones, Sam Parry, and Francis as the front row. I do think Pivak will do that. He's given Ryan Elias two games. Uh, I think Win Jones and Francis are our best scrummaging uh, props. 
Controversial second row. I've gone Rollins again. He dropped a few balls, and I think he's a big lad. I do think he's going to be given more of an opportunity. I've actually gone for Jake Ball instead of Alwyn Jones. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You said it before, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think I think you could give him. I think you could give him a bit of a rest or whatever, or send him back to the Ospreys. I don't think he needs to play. Um, I think you know we've got to look at it. I've gone for Jay Ball because he does hit rooks. He does put himself about. He's quite a physical player. Uh, I think that's quite a physical second row. Uh, I've gone for Shane Lewis Hughes again. I thought, like I said, I thought he was quite impressive. Uh, putting Tipperick back in there, I thought he was quite a big loss. And I've gone for if fit. I've gone for Moriarty at number eight. Um, I do believe we're missing. Um, we're missing that sort of physical. Bastard, as you'd say, that bit of bastard yeah. in the back row. Um, so that's my that's my pack. I've gone in the back, so I've gone Reese Webb to come back in, I've gone Sheedy at 10 again, and I've gone for this is obviously fitness dependent. I've gone Louis Reese Samet and Adams on the wings, Watkin and Tompkins in the centres, and I've gone for Liam Williams at fullback. Uh, I know I keep saying about playing players into fitness, but I think Liam Williams should be our fullback. I think well, I do believe you'd see the attack change quite a bit if you had him. Uh, attacking the line from deep or you know uh, starting attacks from deep and then I quickly wrote a bench of Reese Carey Elliot D uh, I wrote Samson Lee because I think we should be having scrummages on the bench uh, Corey Hill and Navidi so Navidi I want him back in the team but I don't think he should be starting drip feed him or send him back to Cardiff and put James Davis or Falatau even Falatau on the bench and then I've gone Kieran Hardy Patchell and Jonah Holmes now Payback won't do that uh, I think forwards, I think Alan jones will be in for Jake Ball. I think uh, the back row will be Navidi, Tips and Falatau with Moriarty isn't fit. And the back line, there's no chance he picks that back line. <laughs> That's what I'd like to see. And I think if you look at that, you've got to... I think Wainwright will be in again. Wainwright, potentially. Uh, I think you've still got that mix. You've got Tips and Moriarty in the forwards. Jake Ball's been around a bit. Francis has been around a bit, obviously. Um and then the backs, you've still got Reese Webb, uh, Adams, and Liam Williams have been there for a bit. So you know, let's 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 yeah. try something new. So with my for Scotland, then I've gone what I think sounds like I don't know if he's going to try and keep the momentum or try and blood a few new players. Ooh, so here it goes. so I'm going with the same same front, uh, so the same front seven, I suppose. So I've gone Sutherland, Brown, Ferguson, Cummins, Gray. Richie and Watson. Um, I think he's going to keep. I think Townsend fancies this. You see, I think he at least fancies getting to, getting to the final. Because yeah, Townsend yeah. Only playing yeah. like a second string team, so I yeah. think Townsend fancies. It. So I, I think he even without first choice fly off, I think he's going to go for it. Then at eight, I think Cornell Dupree is going to get given a go because I think he's done well in the two games when he's come off the bench. Um, but saying that, he might give Thompson. And another go at a start, why not? You know, give him a chance to actually stake a proper claim. But I, I, I fancy uh, Cornell Dupree. Um, nine's going to be Ali Price. Ten, um, I think Dougie Weir's going to start uh, at ten. Um, I think he'll go uh, at twelve. I think he'll go Lang again with Harris at thirteen. And on the wings, I think Van der Merwe comes back in with Darcy Graham and then Hogg at fifteen. Um, a reason he's done in like so now I'll go like kind of through the subs. So I've got same again, McAnally Kebble, 
And then it's either Bergen or Nell. Nell might have done enough to play himself back in the way he played for Edinburgh. Then I've got Skinner, um, because he covers all the back row and second row. Haining, um, and then scrum off, sub scrum off, Steele, give him another go. And then I've gone King Hall and Jones on the bench, um, purely because if anything happens to Weir or Lang, we need some kind, we need versatility on the bench because. You know, we'd we'd be down to our bare bones as a a, a fly off, and then so if anything happens to Weir, Lang goes in at ten. Then Jones can come into the centre. Kingon can technically play um, ten as well as can Hog. But I think we need on the bench the versatility. So I think that's what I, I kind of think it'll be a bit like that. I think um, you a lot of uh, Hog at first or second receiver. It depends. Um, yes and no, because Lang's there. Lang, Lang, Lang is a, is a, has played fly half for Scotland and he's played fly half for, for uh, Harlequin. So it's not a, a position he's alien to. He has played him. So Lang could quite easily come in and start 10 with um, Sam Johnson at 12. You know, and that changes things massively then. But the thing is, I don't think Townsend will be too bothered about having Dunkey Weir at 10. Because Dunkey Weir, he's a good kicker at hand, although he's not like a good running 10. You know, Scotland do do kick quite a bit for position and things like that. And as long as um, Dunkey Weir can get like Van der Merwe coming in off his wing and 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 cutting some lines and and, make, and getting over the game line, I don't know if our ten needs to be that creative. Obviously, it does help, but I think he'll be like reliant on like you say, if Hogg does come in at second receiver or first receiver every now and again, and um, maybe relying on some of like that. And you know, with, with um, Dunkey Weir. Being like a bit more conservative, it might give someone like Lang his, his an option to come in at first receiver in time. It might make us a little bit more um, flexible in that in that sense. I'm not sure. Um, I think Weir will start ten because he's he's more tried and tested in that position. But we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm with you. I think Townsend four match winning streak. I think he attacks this tournament as he wants to to win it. Um, I definitely agree. I think if you look, I think by the time you will play, do you play France in your second or third game? I think France is the last game. Right. I think I by think. then, all their, their the t- the players that played against us and Ireland would have used up their yeah. games because if you if you look yeah. in they picked this weekend, oh sorry next weekend to Fiji, it's got everyone. It's got Baka Tower, Dupont, um, Intermac. Uh, the lot, so uh, I think it is something you need to attack. Um, and uh, yeah, I think he goes strong for most of his games. I'm not sure. Maybe the Fiji game, he might um, try and experiment a little bit because I do believe they're going to be hugely undercooked. Um, um, so yeah, that's that's yeah. I, I I agree with you. I think he's going to attack it and try and get try and get to the final, which is probably going to be against you know. Ireland or England, uh, I'd imagine. So, yeah, yeah, not a bad team. I, yeah, I, I'd probably imagine he goes strong and try and keep the momentum. He's, he's, they've got two weeks off, haven't they, to recover and do bits and yeah. pieces. So, uh, I think you're, you're playing in Rome, aren't you? Yeah. So, conditions might be a bit better in Rome. I don't know what the weather's like there at the moment, but it's probably going to be better than down in Flanethley. <laughs> um, yeah, so. yeah. Right, good. So, all right, it's gone a bit longer, but we did have a lot to talk about this week, uh, obviously with the, the game at the weekend. Um, 
uh, yeah, so uh, thanks very much. Um, we will be, uh, if you've got anything you want us to talk about or any reactions, anything you uh, think we missed out, anything you disagree with, really, uh, find us on on uh, our different outlets online. So you got us on our social media, sorry, uh, Instagram and Facebook, Dragon Thistle Rugby, uh, Twitter, which is at DT Rugby Pod. We've had quite a bit of banter uh, more recently. Uh, one thing to add, I uh, I am doing November this this month. I've got a, a beautiful stash at the moment. Um, if anyone would like to donate, big or small, I know it's it's probably not the best time for everyone to be asking for money, but if anyone would like to uh, donate, uh, there is a link on our bio on Instagram. And if you go, on a, a tweeted a link as well. So if anyone would like to donate, that would be fantastic. Uh, it's a great cause. My moustache is beautiful at the moment. It's not quite thick and juicy yet, um, but it's getting there. I'll keep posting updates weekly and how it's going. Um, but yeah, if anyone can support me, that'd be fantastic. Um, uh, I think that's about it for me. Yourself? Um, no, not, not much on this week now for me. Uh, just back at work. Um, cracking on. Hopefully, uh, get to see a bit of the rugby this weekend. I think both Scotland game or Glasgow Embers on a Monday night though, which is a bit shit. Yeah, they but, are. Um, nothing planned. We're a little bit locked down at the moment here now for once, which is a bit of a change. But um, yeah, other than that, just just chilling out, I think. Yeah, well, we, we've got into that this bullshit lockdown, which isn't a lockdown because everyone can go to school and everyone can go to work. You just can't socialise. Um, yeah. Bullshit lockdown for a month. Um, yeah, so not much for me either. Um, here's a question. So I was thinking about this question before and I was going to do it for tonight, but we didn't really have, I didn't think we had enough time to get responses. Uh, we, I'll put this on Instagram, I'll put it on Twitter and we'll put it on um, Facebook as well. Just an interesting question I thought about while we were in work. If you could pick one back and one forward for your nation, who would you pick? Um, so let us know let us know this week and we'll discuss it next week me and Michael have our pick so it's one forward and one back from any country um, that you would like to play obviously me for Wales Mike for Scotland and obviously whoever our listeners out there who you pick I think it's quite an interesting question to be honest because uh, I think some people just go straight away or oh, I'll Barrett or something like that like, I'd probably go a little bit more calculated what do Wales need I know I can't pick. Rad, 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 it's got to be Rad Randra. Rad Randra every time. I can't pick uh, 15 players, unfortunately. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting question. Rad Randra, back of tower, either of them two. To Wales? Or what, to pick, Scotland? Mean, sorry, to play to play for your country? Yes, to play for your... You've got to pick one player, one back and one forward who you'd have playing for your team, yeah. Rad Randra, any, any day of the week. All right, okay, so... Best You've got time world. to think. We're going to discuss this next week. So, you got time to think. Well, there you go. Mike's back. is Ram Tandre. Here you go. Spoiler alert. Too easy. Too easy. Right, okay. Uh, I thought you'd go Dan Parks, mate. Oh, no. Brendan Laney. Chainsaw. What a <laughs> what legend. Cut through defences, didn't he? Cut through defences. Or, or, or you could pick Matt Cardi or something like that. Matt Cardi. <laughs> Beautiful ginger locks. Is right. Okay, so uh, I think I think we'll uh, I think we'll leave it at Matt Cardi then. Uh, thanks very much for listening. Uh, if you could throw some reviews on uh, wherever you listen, that'd be fantastic. 
Um, yeah, so thanks very much for listening, and we'll be back next week. See you later, bye. Draw a bike, cheers.